where are you from and how, uh, why can't I read today? Hello. Where are you from and how did you start? <laughs> this is my problem. I do these interviews or I've been doing these interviews like right after I work a full day and I'm just like, I need to Razzled. get reading glasses or something, seriously. Yeah, no, it's fine. Sorry, where was... am I from and how did I get into skateboarding? Yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> the, most ba- the most basic question possible. No, I think it's important though, you know? Yeah. Um, so right now I'm living in Melbourne, Australia, which mm-hmm. is actually where I was born as well in this little town called Berwick. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess like, I don't remember how I got into skating properly, It's which is bad. <laughs> no. But like my dad was a really good surfer when we were kids. Um, and he kind of just always had like surfboards and skateboards and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and my brother was a really good skateboarder when we were kids. And I kind of just would like follow him around and do whatever he did. Mm-hmm. So he skated heaps. And then when I was like, not eight or nine there was this uh, ah, i was living in this town called balnaring which mm-hmm. is like in the middle of nowhere basically right. um and there was no skate parks there was like no roads everything okay. was just dirt roads and stuff wow um and there was this like metal half pipe that was like seven foot oh my gosh um, and it was so sketchy it was like not put together well all the bolts were like rising off the top of it yeah it was, it was gnarly but and metal too that's yeah scary. yeah it's metal is not a fun thing to skate um but yeah so we had this half pipe that would like travel between all these little country towns and it would stay for like three months and um my brother basically would go skate there all the time and mm-hmm. and so i followed him down there and started skating that um with him and like I couldn't do very much just like mm-hmm. pump up and down and like little kick turns and stuff um and then I always like wanted to drop it in but I was too scared and then mm-hmm. he kind of just sat me up the top of it and stood me on my skateboard and then he was like all right you ready three two one and then just like pushed me oh no I know into this seven foot metal half pipe yeah. and like I don't know how but I landed it I like dropped it in and then right. kind of like got down the bottom and ran off right um and then I guess it kind of started from there, like yeah. me getting real juiced on skating. Right. Um, right. And That's then awesome. at that primary school that I was there, I met this kid called Jamie Austin and um, we pretty much just like became inseparable. He was like the only other kid in the mm-hmm. town that skateboarded. That's awesome. And so we just like skated every day together on like footpaths or at the back of his house or wherever. And then my mom would not as like willingly as she would like be convinced to drive like a 30 minute drive to take us to this skate park every now and now and then. Um, But yeah, it was pretty much just like on for young and old between him and me. It was like, I'd learn a trick and then he'd learn Mm -hmm. a trick and then he'd learn one. Then I'd learn one. And we just bounced off each other. That's awesome. But yeah, that was kind of the start of it for sure. That's awesome. So really the next like note that I have in my quote unquote research is like you being invited to the X game. So before we get into that, I guess what else happened in between? (laughs) Not what else, but I guess kind of how did your progression grow and like how did you kind of start getting noticed or sponsors or things like that? Yeah, cool. Um, So my family, my parents split up when I was like 10. Mm -hmm. Um, and then my dad left 
to go and move to another state called Queensland. Mm -hmm. Um, And then my mum soon after, like with us girls and stuff, followed him up there. And so I pretty much like grew up on this place called the Gold Coast, Mm -hmm. which it has like beaches and cool skate parks. And it's, it's very laid back. It's very like California style. Yeah. Um, And basically I pretty much just like started skating there a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, And I started getting like kind of good for like a 12 year old would at the time. I don't know. Like you see Sky Brown and she's doing friggin' 10 foot airs out of a quarter pipe. Like I was not at that level, but um, at the time I was very hard to be. It's definitely very hard to be at that level ever. Yeah, dude. Wh- whatever they're feeding her, like, they're doing good stuff. And does her, <laughs> does her brother skate with... I kind of barely watch any Sky Brown videos because I'm like, this feel it, Not in a bad way. I'm just kind of like, you clearly spend a lot of time doing this and you're so good. Yeah. And I just am like, that's your life. Yeah. Well, I mean, from as far as I can tell, that just her and her brother Ocean skate. And have skated and surfed their whole life. Yeah. But I don't I don't follow them too much either. I mean, I just can't really relate to like a twelve year old kid anymore. That's I know a- that sounds bad, but I'm like, I don't know. That's actually the be- the better way of saying what I was gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well I got you, fam. I got you. <laughs> yeah, literally. You're drinking coffee. I should go get some. Ugh, but yeah. I give you some of this, but yeah. Um Anyway, I started getting, like, kind of good at skating. And mm-hmm. then this dude – how did that even happen? I met Stephen Hill, who okay. um, used to own Globe. Oh, well, okay. he does own Globe. He's, like, mm-hmm. that's his company. Right. And um, my mom set up this, like, weird – it seems weird now, but at the time it wasn't weird. But, like <laughs> – Right. He came to watch me skate at this skate park. Yeah. Um, and – he was like, oh, yeah, like, you're, you know, you're right. this good skater who's, like, a young girl. And I didn't look like I do now. I had this, like, long blonde hair. Right. I was I was such, like, a little billabong baby, like, a little, Love like, it. oh, yes. I'm a surfer skater. Yeah. Um, and he was like, yeah, yeah, you're, like, super cool. Come down to the Globe Warehouse this week and um, I'll introduce you to some of the people. Mm-hmm. so then I went down there and I think I was like 12 or 13 at this age right. um and dude it blew my mind I got to the globe uh warehouse and like Chad Barty was there mm-hmm. Jake Duncan was there um and a couple of other people and they were just sessioning this little mini and I was right. freaking out I was right. like mom you don't know who these people are what the <laughs> hell they're amazing they're the best yeah. skaters in the world um anyway so I had this like session on the mini ramp and then went inside and they just decked me out. Oh my so God, I stuff. love it. That's so awesome. much stuff, dude. Like skateboards, shoes, wheels, mm-hmm. clothes, like necklaces, just random yeah. shit. That's so awesome. Yeah. So, yeah. And so, yeah. did I actually, that brought me to a good point, which was that like when you obviously you knew who these skaters were, but like, I'm assuming when you were 12, there wasn't social media unless you somehow are like a very young looking 16 year old. No, I'm just joking. But um, (laughs) so like how, what were you watching or like, how did you kind of know who these other skateboarders were that you were like looking up to at that moment? Yeah. Um, I think just like 
skate films that were out at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, Globe had the World Cup. Do you remember the Globe World Cup? I do not. I don't know. Okay. If I'm going to Google it while you're saying this. but So, like, they had the Globe World Cup, which was, like, Globe used to host the, the World Cup of skating, which was this massive contest. It was kind of like the X just... Games before X Games. Yeah, someone just mentioned this to me, actually. So, I saw all these people skate, like, on TV and stuff at the Globe World Cup. Um, mm-hmm. And then, like, I would watch their video parts and stuff that they were releasing. And so, I mean, to be honest... It was pretty f- hard to get footage back in the day. Like you had to go right. to skate shops and buy DVDs. Right. <laughs> and even right. then, like, I mean, a $30 DVD back in the day, like I didn't have $30. I was right. 12 years old. <laughs> right. you know? It's like you had to wait till Christmas to get a DVD of someone skating. Right. But so, yeah, so I, yeah. I like basically would watch footage of them skating in their video parts and stuff. And that's how I knew who those guys were. Okay. That's awesome. And then when you got all that stuff from like going to the warehouse what then afterwards like did they expect you to like film a part for them or kind of like what happened (laughs) dude i don't i don't even know i I guess like they just gave all this stuff to me and it thinking back it was probably just promo stuff they didn't like it was yeah to them it was a scratch it was nothing right um but i guess i just was decked out in globe everything globe right um and pretty much from there I just was so juiced to get better at skating. And then they didn't ask me to film a video part. I wouldn't even know that I was able to film a video part at that age. Right. Like I had, I was so uneducated towards like skating and how it works. Right. I just knew how to do it. And I know that seems really naive, but it just kind of was. No, at the time. I think that's fair. I think like you could be really into skating without like understanding how to like put a line together or like what a, what an engaging part was or even like if you're not used to being filmed or filming yourself which you wouldn't be doing on a smartphone like you wouldn't know (laughs) what it looks like necessarily yeah exactly and like most of the tricks and stuff I would learn was from watching other people at the skate park right because like you'd watch video parts of people skating but I'm not I'm a kid, I'm not gonna fucking go barge a 10 stair handrail. I don't know right. how to do that. Right. But you would see people at the skate park doing stuff and you'd be like, oh, I'm, maybe I'll try to learn that, you know? Right, because it's way less. I, I think that was like kind of a block for me too, among other things. But like when I was like starting to skate, I was like, I don't know how to progress because I don't, I never went to skate park, so that's step number one. But like, I'm meeting other meeting other people who know how to do things is step number one and two. But it's yeah. like, it's so much more intimidating to just like watch professionals on a professional level video and then be like, I guess I'm gonna go try that. Like, you're not gonna- <laughs> <laughs> like that's such a good point. You're not gonna get relatable. That. Yeah, yeah, no, you're not. Um, even now I'm like that's never gonna happen but yeah I don't I mean it's so different now but that we can get into that later 100% but yeah yeah I mean you just kind of learn what you see people do you know yeah yeah and half the time when you're learning skating you just don't even know what you're trying you just try it until you're like oh I think I kind of maybe could do that right right a hundred percent (laughs) Agreed. So you were 13. So then when, yeah, yeah. 
So what basically, when did you get invited to the X Games? Okay, yeah, cool. So I was 13. I kept skating. Um, I started doing contests and stuff because I think that's just what you kind of start doing. I don't know. It wasn't like, I'm going to be the best fucking skater in the world. It was just like, you just go to a contest because, hey, there's a skating contest. I'll try and skate in it. Did you like, um, did you want to be a professional skateboarder? I, I know that's like a weird question, but. <laughs> yeah, I did. I thought it was this rock and roll lifestyle of being like a skater. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to be a famous skateboarder one day. Right. Like I, I definitely wanted to do it. But the thing is, I never thought about being a female. I just wanted to be yeah. a skater. And mm-hmm. I probably like, I would see all these people's lifestyles and I was like, oh, I will just live that lifestyle. Right. And, yeah. the, and it's so different actually now being a female in skating, which, yeah, I didn't understand as a kid, but totally. I would just look at it and be like, yeah, I'm going to be like a rock star. Like I'm going to be this famous skateboarder. No, I think that's super interesting that you mention it. Cause usually like what I would ask to people is like, oh, you know, like when you were skating, were there other girls, like when you started skating, but you very clearly were like, no, I just like hung out with this guy and that was kind of what happened. But it's, it's really cool to hear that you were like, oh, I didn't even consider like what being a female <laughs> would have done to my skateboarding career because like, I think that's what does limit you in a way to like, not limit you, but it, if you're really aware of that kind of stuff, sometimes it does hold you back in a way. Yeah. I don't know if that's I, an I, unpopular I, idea. It, it might be, but I do agree with you. Like, the only people I ever had to compare myself to were men, were dudes. Right. So I molded myself off that because that's all I saw. Right. But I got really lucky as well because I didn't say, oh, this girl is only doing these tricks, so I only have to learn these tricks. Right, right, right. It was like, these guys are doing these crazy tricks. I can do these tricks. Right. I don't know if that sounds right. It probably sounds wrong, but yeah. No, I understand what you're saying. Like, it's it's a matter, and I, I think what I, <laughs> I think what I said too, I was like, that didn't sound right either. But I, I guess what I'm trying to say and what I think you're trying to say is like, when you, even though now it's like amazing and all the representation and the visibility of like people of any gender identity, like you really can find a million ways to like relate to it. I think like from what you're saying is like when you, you didn't care like you were in the mindset of being like oh my god i'm a girl and i see these guys and that's not gonna happen you were like oh we're all equals so you kind of like got rid of the the gender part of it (laughs) we're like whatever it it was never there for me it was never there for me i did used to like people would say you're so good for a girl skater and i'd be Mm. like fuck off dude i don't care (laughs) i had so much attitude as a kid it was like so bad (laughs) that's so funny yeah um but yeah, anyway, so I started doing yeah. contests and stuff. Um, and then this might not be what you want to get into, but nope, I kind of stopped skating for a second. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, I turned into a bit of a rat bag when I was like 14, 15. I have no idea what that means, but I, yes, I can imagine. <laughs> you can use it. Uh, means like a hard like to probably deal like, with kid. Yeah. 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 Um, so I turned into a bit of a rat bag. I was like, I'm a rebellious teenager, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. I started, um, be having like, uh, questioning my sexuality and stuff. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and I started hanging out with this girl who kind of was like not a good person. And she right. um, started getting me into some like naughty stuff. Um, <laughs> and then <clears throat> I was living with my mom at the time and she ended up like sending me to go live with my dad because she couldn't handle it. Right. Um, and then I went and lived with my dad and he, I love my dad, but like, he's not very, he's very homophobic and stuff. Right, right, right. Um, and so he just couldn't handle that. Maybe I was going to be gay. Right. Um, and he was like, you know, um, you need to dye your hair blonde. You need to wear dresses. We need to get you a boyfriend. Right. Um, no one wants to be with a girl that has scars all over her body, like scabby knees and all this stuff. Like he was pretty gnarly. Really? Um, yeah. And so I kind of stopped skating at that time because right. I, I got really depressed. I was like, yeah. I'm like I so really depressed. Imagine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then like, it's gnarly, but I was like self-harming and stuff. And then right. I ended up meeting this girl called Amanda France and mm-hmm. she was a really good skateboarder. She, mm-hmm. she was so good. And we ended up spending a lot of time together and she got me back into skating and stuff. That's awesome. Um, and I think I was probably around like 16. Yeah. 15, 16 at this time. No, that's, um, first of all, thank you for sharing. And number two, this is totally perfect. I just didn't personally know a lot about you. So I, that was all I had to go from like, when did you start and how did you get to this one yeah. thing I know? So like the more information, the better, but I think, I, I don't want to cut you off, but I think that's such a relatable thing to like that. I, I don't have any frame of reference towards that. So it's so it's nice to hear someone else in, you know, skateboarding talking about stuff like that, because it's stuff that could be happening to someone listening to this. And they would be like, wow, I can't believe, you know, how far you come from something like that. Yeah. Oh, well, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, like, to be honest, that time in my life is quite hard to recall because yeah. I've kind of suppressed a lot of like the memories and stuff. Totally. Um, and at the moment, actually, not that we were going to get into it, but I started <laughs> seeing like a therapist and stuff and yeah. she's been helping me to like learn about this and deal with it. And, totally. Um, <laughs> my dog. Um, it's okay. My cat is, oh, yeah, she's behind me. She does this know. thing where like she'll come like in between my legs while I'm like in a meeting and I'm like, oh my God, what is that? <laughs> she starts wriggling around. Like, um, Alrighty. No, that's Okay, it's so important you also bring that up because, like, I don't know if you listen to Why Am I Blanking? Oh, my God, I hate when I do this. Um, what is Alex White and Kristen's podcast with Ted Schmitz? Why am I... Oh, um, Talking Schmidt? Is that the, the podcast? Think, oh, Ven, 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 City, Ven City. Ven City. Yeah, Ven City. Yeah. Um, I don't know why I forgot that. I love that podcast. I haven't yeah, listened to it in a so minute. Yeah, it's so good. It's so good. <laughs> but I one of their best episodes to me was the one where they talk about like skateboarders and therapy and like, not that those are necessarily related things, but like how going to therapy is so important. And like that whole, I mean, we can get into that obviously whenever, but, or if you want, but like, that's, so that is so interesting. And I've been thinking about that as well as like, Oh, maybe I should do that. It's good for everyone to do. It's so someone. good. Yeah. I mean, it's, fucking gnarly like it's really confronting because there's so many things you don't even know 
that you have and that's going yeah. on underneath the surface surprise and, um, yeah <laughs> surprise you need help oh dope thought so <laughs> but no I think like with the pandemic and everything going on also like my anxiety has been through the roof and I'm like all right we gotta figure yeah. that one out Dude, it kind of sometimes takes you to lose your shit a bit to realize like, okay, you know what? I probably should just do this because mm-hmm. it's going to help out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I've been doing this like therapy and I've, I'm realizing that I have like all this insane internal homophobia. Like I, right. I'm so fucking gay, but I had not accepted that I'm gay. Right. And can, it's yeah. gnarly. It's like it's it's really hard because my dad was like being gay is fucking wrong like right. you need to be a different person and then i just over the years have just dwelled and let it build up and then it's like oh i actually haven't accepted that i'm really gay <laughs> right no that's i mean i can only imagine like how much work you have to put in to really like get to that point and so that's really i mean good for you for real for Good for you. Thank you. <laughs> I feel like saying good for you is the most like condescending thing ever. No, but, but it's true. It's like good for you. <laughs> good for you. Wait, I have to turn my light on. I'm always do this where I forget that it's gonna be nighttime. No, you're fine. I gotta let my dog out too. <laughs> Perfect. Okay, where were we? So therapy. So therapy. I I, yes. I would say everybody should do it. Like just it's we need to bring like the stigma away from it being this big thing I think everybody needs someone to like talk to and just you know bounce stuff off yeah yeah I have been like slowly I used to go to therapy when I was younger and I've slowly been like like uh, I don't know what the right word for it is but like my dad has like is like an insane person not in like but I'm just like some of the things he does or some of his tendencies I use like therapy language with him and I try to like get him to work through these problems and then afterwards he's like wow like you're really good at this when did you like how do you know and I was just like we're just pretending we're in therapy right now this is fine no way that's sick that it works on him if I tried that on my dad he would just be so off it he would be like I mean stop with this bullshit It rarely works. However, when it does work, I really think I, uh, I nail it, but yeah, you've made some changes. Good for you. (laughs) Good for you. you. (laughs) Okay. Well, no, not to make any light of how important what you're talking about actually is. Yeah. Back into skating with Amanda. Yes, yes, yes. Um, and then like, I started getting pretty good at skating. Like, that's when I started learning how to do proper stand-up grinds yeah. um, and skating big transitions and stuff totally. like that. Um, and then through skating with her, I ended up meeting this girl, Izzy Mutu, mm-hmm. um, who is this phenomenal skateboarder from New Zealand. Um, we were best friends for like six years or something. Mm-hmm. And she basically took me under her wing and just... Um, got me a job at McDonald's when I was 19. That's awesome. Because we wanted to go to America and she was like, right. all right, let's go to America. I'll get you a job and let's go. So I saved up working for McDonald's and we went to America and we were in Portland in Oregon okay. mm-hmm. and visiting her friends, um, Mel and T-Rex. Mm-hmm. Um, and I skated Burnside for the first time and stuff on that trip. Yeah. 
and I would honestly say that is probably where I learned to skate properly at okay. Burnside with these guys on this trip. Okay. Um, because when you skate Burnside, you can't just like cruise around. Like you have right. to learn how to skate fast and you have to be aggressive and you have to just fucking go for it. Right. You know, the, it's yeah. like a weird thing in the air. It's like the pressure's on when you're at Burnside. Right. right. Um, it's like the energy is just kind of, you have to rise to the occasion. Yeah. And I was around these people who just, man, they just fucking made me go for it. They're like, yeah, get it, get it. Um, That's awesome. They were calling me like the koala on the trip and they would oh. be like, get it, you little koala. And so like, yeah, that's, that's where I learned funny. how to skate properly. Yeah, I love that. It's so funny. That's um, awesome. Okay, cool. Yeah. So then Izzy and, and I got yeah. invited to skate this like Huntington Beach contest. Mm-hmm. Um, she skated it the year before. And then I guess somehow I got put on like Mimi Noop and um, like Harbeth Burnside yeah. and stuff's radar. So then I went over to skate the contest with her and stayed with her at Carbeth Burnside's house. And that was cool. kind of the beginning of all of those contests. Right. Just kind of like, so wait, really quick. When you did the, uh, <laughs> I'm like, okay, right, right, right. Now I can form real questions. When you did the trip uh, before that, your first trip to America with like Burnside and stuff, were you like filming things or was that just, fully fun like let's just nah, go hang it was out. just fun i didn't even know that like i could film a part i don't know right. i know that sounds so stupid no 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 it doesn't sound stupid i think like because even to your point of what you just said like you didn't really like properly like feel like you like learned to skate until that moment like clearly yeah. you had such a like a, like stuff going on since they're sorry stuff going on prior to that so like y- it's all about like okay this is gonna sound corny but like that when you feel it for yourself that's like when you actually can like make it happen outwardly yeah yeah so that is cool and then so you got on so at this point like how do you think you got on their radar just like through word of mouth or was there like I think because of Izzy and then I think Mm -hmm. I think I actually went back with Izzy the next year and stayed at CB's house Right. And skated with them. I think I missed that bit. So I, I mean, my memory isn't that good. And, and I, That's I, okay. I've said this, but um, <laughs> I think I went and stayed with CB and Uh-oh. met Mimi and Nora and Alicia and right. Nicole and all those guys. Um, cool. And then the year after that, or maybe later that year, I got invited for the first time to skate the cool. Huntington Beach contest. Was this in like... I'm gonna say like 2014 I'm making this up (laughs) yeah like probably yeah 2014 yeah 2015 or something okay cool I'm trying also really hard to like do a good job time with the timing because I because I was talking to someone else for another podcast and I realized like I'm like oh yeah the way that I said this you have like no idea possibly what age these people were at these times so I'm like okay yeah. 24 because we keep talking about how like obviously there wasn't social media but like why would yeah. that be obvious <laughs> yeah well, I mean okay. yeah I mean before it existed people didn't know that it existed so it's right who am I <laughs> <laughs> how spooky <laughs> before it existed people didn't know yeah 
Woo! Um, <laughs> it's 8 a.m. for you. It's yeah, dog. 7, 7 p.m. for me. We're doing really well. But yeah, so I met all those guys. And honestly, like, I fucking fell in love. Like, yeah. I fell in love with those people and um skateboarding in america like Mm -hmm. no one gave a fuck about my skateboarding (laughs) in australia like yeah i had some sponsors and stuff but really no one cared they just kind of go oh you're okay at skateboarding you're a female so we'll just give you some product you know right right and that was the first time that i really felt like people actually gave a fuck about my skating and i was like wow this is crazy because i'm around the best skaters in the world and i'm meeting all these people who I'm just in awe of. Yeah. Um, I used to watch all the Girl Skate Network blog yeah. cam videos. Mm-hmm. And man, like, I could quote every episode. Like, I watched That's, it that yeah. much. They're and still up, them. by the way, if you're listening to this. Because yeah, that, that kind of stuff, I'm like, I, I think, and hold on. We have like a uh, nighttime. Motorcycle. Yeah. Well, there's like, Every night at a certain time, there's, like, six or seven guys on, like, BMX bikes that just, like, drive down the street. It's, uh, it's great. <laughs> I love it. Dope. Good for <laughs> them. <laughs> like, yeah, good. Literally good for them. But, um, oh, my God. Yeah, that was, like, one of the things I talked about with Lisa on, and Kristen was hosting this with me when we talked to Lisa about, like, all of her almost like documentarian style, like what she's trying to do with Girl Skate Network. And so like, I'm pausing just to say like, Girl Skate Network still exists, go on it because you can see some of the best stuff. It's like such a good relic go for like that it. time. Please that like, go on it. And, and like, I love this stuff. I talk about it all the time, but it's like you, like you miss, we miss so much from like, the early 2000s to like 2016 when Instagram was like real and it's yeah stuff like that dude please for anybody who's listening I will say this too go watch the girl skate <laughs> network videos because like the energies that you get from it is so authentic like yeah nobody at the time was really had any opportunity at that time right so all these videos and stuff it was just everyone skating together and hyping each other up and, you know, and it was the funny yeah. stuff that happens behind the scenes right. because no one's really watching. So everyone's just being their authentic selves. Yeah. Um, yeah. I love like, that. Yeah. You should go watch it. Like if it, it's, it's cool. It's cool. Yeah. Did watching those videos kind of like help with some of the stuff that you were talking about earlier with like your own identity and kind of like relating to people in skateboarding or is that not really parallel timing? Um... No, I, I, I don't think yet. Not yeah, yet. I don't, I think that's I'm probably I'm also just later. watched, I watched just because I was like, it's really cool to see that there's this community and they're yeah. having a good time. Yeah. You know? And, and so. It gives oh, yeah. me life. <laughs> yes. Yes. I, that's how I feel like, have you been to Wheels of Fortune? Did I ask you this? No, I didn't. I haven't been I fucking want to go so bad because like that's kind of what you're describing like that's kind of how I felt my though I've only been once the last year but I mean I guess now it's two years ago no yeah because it would have happened already depressing but so two (laughs) years ago um and it like gave me that kind of energy where you're like no one cares like it didn't matter you know that like Nora was there it doesn't matter like 
that someone necessarily has like a big sponsorship or whatever like we're all just hanging out doing this like scavenger hunt and like yeah hopefully you know that is the best part of skating that you're talking about right now Mm -hmm. is like the time where it doesn't matter and everyone's just together to have fun and skate everyone that is the best part when you're just skating with your friends you're meeting all these new people who love something that you love and you can just like doesn't matter who you are you can just come together and and yeah like it's the best part totally so when you were like going to america to compete i know you mentioned that you had sponsorships in australia but i'm assuming that they didn't pay for anything if you no, also dude. had a job. I, I still have a job now. I pay for everything myself now too. Yeah. Wow. Um, but yeah, I was working so hard and yeah. saving as much money as I could because every paycheck was like, I'm going to America again. I'm going back again. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, it's funny yeah. you mentioned that too, because you were saying earlier how you were like, every time I go to America, I'm like, I could never live there. So it's funny that like at the same time you're like excited to actually come because like I wish I could be excited to not live here and (laughs) (laughs) I think I was excited to get back to see my friends I think that was my hype you know yeah yeah because I don't really have too many friends and I didn't have too many friends in Australia my main friend was Izzy at the time yeah um and as I said like no one cared about our skateboarding in Australia. So you would be in Australia and you would be this, I don't want to say nothing, but you would be insignificant to skateboarding. And then you would go to America and it's like everyone in America loved you. They loved your skating. They wanted so many great things for you. And so it was like, you want to always be in their environment that is nurturing towards your goals as well. 100%. So that's why I was just so juiced to get back there because I'd met this community of people who were like working as hard as I was to try and achieve this goal that at the time pretty much didn't exist. Right. And obviously like that um, visit, like, and there weren't really like women in, I'm assuming based on what you're saying, there weren't really like other women in your community aside from like your friends that you were really like skating with or were like blowing up in your community at all. Yeah, like there was a lot, not a lot, there was a community of female skaters in Australia and we would get together at contests and stuff. Mm -hmm. But there wasn't any opportunity in Australia to really do anything. Sponsors weren't paying, no one was giving anyone contracts so they could not work five days a week at a job and they could skate. So the community that we had when we got older and we had bills to pay and all this stuff, it kind of fizzled out a bit. So then that community I had here kind of transferred over to the States. That's awesome. And um, why am I about to blank on this? Okay, cool. So then you went to contests, obviously, and you competed in American contests. (laughs) 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 How how was that kind of experience, especially different to when you were like competing in Australia? Oh, mind-blowing the level that everybody was skating at I couldn't believe it I was yeah. just like and this was when like Alana Smith was really young right Nora was young and had long hair and used to wear like low-cut shirts she will pretend this time in her life didn't exist and I see you Nora but she had like skinny jeans and low-cut t-shirts and she was skating for RBCA or Ruka or whatever yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then like um, Alicia would skate in little short shorts and singlets and stuff, and like 
Lizzie hadn't started dyeing her hair. Like it was like everyone was babies, but yeah, it was, I'd never seen so many females that fucking rip. That's so awesome. And I was like, wow, this is insane. And my skating wasn't there yet. Like I wasn't at their level at all. So it really got me juiced to be like, nah, I can fucking get this good at skating. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I think, I think, I mean, the whole point of like Quell and everything is like, and like having these conversations is because like that didn't exist (laughs) like like stuff like what we're doing doesn't exist or didn't exist then and so you have no idea what these people really are doing unless you're like experiencing it well unless they're dropping a video part you can't just swipe through their instagram and see what they're doing or what tricks they're working on right you know right like there's no access to it and at that time really it's like unless someone wanted to like you like pay you like be your sponsor to like put your image all over their stores or whatever like people didn't know who you were necessarily unless it's like a if you know you know thing yeah 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 100 percent. and like for me at that time i i didn't feel like i belonged there i just felt like i accidentally somehow got there and mm-hmm. it was cool that i was there right but it would end eventually and i would not continue <laughs> being around all these really good people or whatever right 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 well fortunately it hasn't (laughs) yeah fortunately but I still feel like that I still feel like this imposter syndrome where I'm like I'm still not good enough to be around these people but I somehow am yeah that's that is really interesting is it do you think it has anything to do with like well Okay, that's not initially where I was going to go in my brain, but actually this has been happening to me a lot. So I wonder, like, do you kind of feel like social media has like something to do with that or not too much? I think I just don't feel like I'm actually good at skating. I I know it sounds ridiculous. Please believe me. No, no, no. I do understand. I'm the biggest perfectionist in the world, not about skating because I know I'm not good at it. I can barely ollie. So like, we're not going to pretend like I do half (laughs) the stuff you could do. But it's, I, I do understand. It's hard to, it's hard to like see yourself. Maybe this is therapy right now. It's hard to like actually have. (laughs) Do it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> imagine you're like this is your free session so thank you, thank you. um no, but it's hard it's hard to like actually have that confidence and it's hard to like in anything it's hard to be like you know what I am fucking good at this and like I am gonna yeah. go kill this and I should be getting these sponsorships or like I should be flying to America for free <laughs> stuff like yeah that. exactly dude it's it's so hard to get into that headspace I'm barely I been running this company for three years and I'm still like like I get so nervous when people are like oh like what is that and I'm like uh, uh, uh and I'm like no hello like it's cool you. man yeah <laughs> thank you it's but cool. it's, it's exactly cool it's the it's just like it feels like an it is imposter syndrome and I can fully relate because that's not that I have to but yeah <laughs> we do <laughs> You don't have to relate to everything in order Relatable. to listen Relatable. to other people. <laughs> I feel like, um, oh my God, I've, yeah, I've been doing way too much internet 
just being on the internet because like I I've been seeing tweets that are like you know you really don't have to relate to everything someone says in order to just like listen to them or like yeah the internet's hard there's so many opinions on the internet it can be too hard to digest yeah everyone's got something to say about some shit and it's pretty easy to do it when you're just typing on a phone and then you're like oh well I can delete it later or whatever it's not cute (laughs) I mean Um, personally I fucking hate the internet for that but yeah that's that's my cross to bear so it's fine I think I need to hire a social media intern so I don't have to look at the qual instagram unless I have to look at the qual instagram I back that I think it's a dope idea um if I if yeah. I could choose not to have social media, like if it wasn't relevant to what I have to do in my life in skating, yeah. I wouldn't have it. Because I did I act, yeah. have it and I loved that time. Mm-hmm. And now that we have it, it gives me so much anxiety every single day that I was like right. if I didn't have to have it, I wouldn't have it. I did actually really want to talk to you about your Instagram though, because your edits and your Instagram presence are amazing. And I feel like, <laughs> I feel like you do such funny stuff though. I mean, not, it, not to discredit your feelings. Cause like that's a hundred percent relevant. <laughs> I mean, let's be very concerned about my feelings. <laughs> now I'm just overthinking everything. Cause we're like pretending I made a joke about pretending to be a therapist and now I sound like it, but um, no, for real though, like it's, I was watching your edits just to like, you know, obviously research, <laughs> but I was like, this is so funny. Like what you post is so funny. The photo you sent me for this episode is so funny. It's just like, I think, I think that in a way, like to me, what, what you said about like not really giving a shit and like that part of skateboarding, like, I think that is kind of what made me gravitate towards wanting to like talk to you about skateboarding. <laughs> Yeah, dope. That's cool. Because I was like, this seems so natural and like all the stuff. I also wanted to talk to you about, well, no, no, no. let's, I'm getting too excited and ahead of myself. I wanted to talk about like the Patty people stuff, but we can definitely. Yeah. Yeah, let's get into that. Fuck it. (laughs) Please keep telling me about how cool my Instagram is. (laughs) I mean, it is, so I don't have to tell you. Nah, I owe all the credit to my Instagram, to my girlfriend, honestly. She... (laughs) Like, I used to overthink Instagram so much. And then Mm -hmm. she was like, dude, people don't go to your page because they want you to be like everyone else. People go to your page because they want to know who you are. So just be you on your Instagram, you know? See, she's your therapist. That's way better than any advice I was going to give you. Shout out. Shout out to my girlfriend, Jade. She is my (laughs) therapist, 100%. Uh, We need those people in our lives. Yeah, and yeah. maybe therapists, as we've discussed many times. But um, <laughs> I think the social media, like, oh, it's, well, there, there's, like, a Netflix thing that just came out about this, too. But I'm not yeah, going to watch. Yeah, I haven't watch. watched it. I can't. I don't, it's not going to go well for me emotionally. Because as you said, like, this is part of your job or, like, your life in a way that, like, benefits you that I don't want to overthink it even more than I already could. Yeah. But, it is so interesting to me, like, and, and so many people I know are like, oh, I don't, I would never post that to Instagram. And I'm like, literally, why not? Like, what? They're so worried, that? though. Why are you so worried about what people think? If, if your phone blew up and the internet just for some reason didn't exist, your life would still be going forward. And yeah. I think people forget to think about that skating will still exist yeah calling your friends will still exist writing a letter will still exist like 
if Instagram fucking blew up, we would still have to somehow make it happen, you know? Yeah. So don't fucking worry so much about Instagram. <laughs> yeah. If you want to post dumb shit or controversial shit, just do it. Like, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I agree. Instagram fucking is so hard for me to digest half the time. Like, yeah. I love following my friends, but even then, like, the people that I see them be on Instagram and the people that I know, like, it's the Instagram's intentional. People are right. intentional with what they post. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I completely agree. Even like, and you know what? That's such a good point. And I'm now like introspectively thinking about that because like on my personal Instagram, you would never fucking know I run this company. You would never know I've like ever touched a skateboard in my life because I don't want people to go on my personal Instagram and judge my skateboarding and think like, oh, Quell's not like good because she can't skate like this level you know what I mean yeah and it sucks that you think that though because people would probably go to your Instagram and see that you're learning to skate and they would be like that's so fucking cool that you know you've chosen to just like create this platform for yourself and a new community and they're hyped that you're learning yourself to do this thing (laughs) I I agree with you I I don't know it's it's like such a catch-22 do you feel like social media is important for skater progression now? Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Fine, <laughs> My fine answer is yes, and that's it. <laughs> I think yeah, you, I think yeah. it's. I think it offers opportunity for everybody. Like, you don't have to wait for someone's video part to come out. You can go and access everybody's best tricks at all points in time. Yeah. If you want to learn something, you can go to such and such's page because. They, they've done it and you can watch how they learned it and stuff. Um, I think it's also awesome that like there's so many um, females and LGBTQ plus mm-hmm. skaters and stuff that are current on the internet Yeah. Um, and the reach that they now have to yes. inspire other people to learn to skate or to even just give something else a go. Right. Um, I think that part of it's really cool. And then there's a lot of people who are getting opportunity now from Instagram and social media that probably wouldn't have if it didn't exist because they couldn't be in the right place at the right time or they maybe weren't as marketable as companies would like them to be. Um, And now they just have this undeniable access to a wider audience. So it's like no one can hold them back. Especially, yeah, to your point, it's like you literally see how many likes they get or like you literally see how many views and that equates immediately to money or sponsorship or whatever. Not necessarily, but like to a um, to someone who wants to put money into something. It's like, oh, you get minimum 20,000 likes or whatever. Like that's 20,000 people that are going to see my product if I have yeah. you wear it. Yeah, I mean, for sure. And like, if someone was going to pay me money to put product on my Instagram, I would do it because I work a full-time job. I actually yeah. work three different jobs. Wow. Um, and so if someone's going to pay me money personally, I'd fucking do it. Cause it means that I cannot work for a day and go skate and film right. or do whatever. Right. But it doesn't mean that everyone has to do that. I'm just saying that like, I would do that because yeah. that's opportunity for me. Okay. <laughs> We have to talk about Patty people because that yep. like look that was first of all 
looks amazing, looks the most fun, looks authentic. How did you get involved with that? Dude, Nora. Nora is like my guardian angel. For some reason, she thinks that I'm cool, which is really cool for me. I still am, I fan out on her. I, I, you can't not, when you're around Nora, you're like, oh my God, it's Nora. Yeah. Um, but basically Nora did the first Patty People trip and then Ellie and Scott who um, run Patty People, um, they had Jaleesa and um, Laura on it with Nora. And they, I guess, wanted to get me on it because they had like seen um, me through Nora and followed my Instagram and kind of liked me and stuff. Um, so Nora was like, fuck yes, like get cheesy on party people. This will be sick. And so they said, yeah, like we're doing this trip. We would love to have you on this trip. Yeah. Um, and we'll fly you out to do it. And like, we'll go skate and we'll surf and blah, blah, blah. And they thought I was perfect because I can surf as well. Right. Um, and so that's kind of how that came about. But then I didn't think I was actually going to get to go because they thought they ran out of budget to be able to like fly me there. Yeah. Um, but Ellie, bless her. I love her. She um, somehow just like scrounged up the money to, oh, to get awesome. me over there. Yeah. yeah. And so I flew over there. But the funny thing about the Patty People trips yeah. is someone is always sick on the Patty People trip. Oh, no. Laura was really sick on the first one. And I got really sick and went over and was really sick on the second one. So oh, the no. whole Patty People trip, even though it seems like we're having the best time, I was on so many like cold and flu tablets and stuff. Yeah. I, I was just out of it. Like, oh, no. And it's pretty funny. Uh, oh, no. Um, but yeah, so, oh my God, actually, I flew into customs in LA and this was the first time this has ever happened to me. Oh, I was no. so sick getting off the plane and I had just been to the States maybe a month earlier for like a contest, I think. Yeah. Um, but like they kind of contest over the years just start to blend together. Right, right. Um, and so I was talking to the customs officer and he was like, when was the last time you were in the States? And I was like, I don't know, I think like six months ago or something. And then he's looking through my passport and he was like, so what's this stamp from like a month ago? And I was like, um, oh, that's when I was in Brazil. And he was like, okay, why were you in Brazil? And we went down this big rabbit hole and I was like, oh, I've I've actually fucked up right now. You're like, Like, oh wait, I'm in trouble. (laughs) Yeah, I was like, going into America isn't this easy thing. I forgot. Right. Um, So I'm talking to this customs officer and then he's like, yeah, you're going to have to come with me. And so I had to go into this scary ass room. They took all my shit from me and I got questioned about why I was going to the States and what for and who's this Ellie person paying for my flights and like all this stuff. And I was like, okay, so I'm about to get sent back home to Australia, even though Ellie went through all this shit to get me. Right. And then luckily I got a cool officer and he really loves skating and stuff. And he looked up like my Instagram and he looked up the first Patty people trip and the names all lined up that I was talking about. So he was like, okay, yeah, you can go, but you have to make sure you're leaving on this date that you have here because they'll be watching your passport kind of thing. And so I got out an hour and a half late and Ellie uh, they took my phone. Right, right. So Ellie had like called me, called me, called me so oh many times. Oh my god! And I was like, 
oh my fucking god like she thinks I'm not coming she's gone and then I walk out and there she is and she's just like this she's like what the hell dude and I was like oh man my- I don't know and I had never met her so the first time I met her I was on cold and flu tablets I'd just been getting smoked in customs and then I walk out all disorientated and she's just like we are so late I need to get you in the car right now right she's like we got a road trip let's go she's like we need to go so that was really funny I was like this this has already started off as the most hectic trip that's so um, crazy. That's so yeah. crazy. I know. I, I should not be so relaxed in customs. It was a good reminder <laughs> for me. I don't even remember the last time I had to deal with that, but I have an obviously American passport, so it's different, but. Yeah. Well, I have a lot of stamps in my passport because I travel yeah. a lot. So they're always watching you if you have too many stamps. Right. Um, yeah, so got off the plane, met Ellie, we drove up, I was super jet-lagged, um, we drove a few hours to go somewhere, I don't remember right now where we went, um, yeah. it was like out of LA a bit, and then we were waiting for Laura and Jaleesa to get in, because we had to pick them up, um, but I think they ended up getting like a taxi to this Airbnb that we had, mm-hmm. um, Anyway, so we had to wait a couple of days for everyone yeah. to kind of meet up. Yeah. And in those couple of days, we just hung out and surfed and stuff. And then um, we got, oh my God, we had to get another flight <laughs> and go to Texas. And that's where it started in Texas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so we had to get this flight to go to Texas and we were in the car and I have really bad claustrophobia and the right. car was packed up with so much shit. Oh no. Um, and I needed to pee and we were stuck in this insane traffic going oh, no. back to LAX and I needed to pee and I was fucking started having a panic attack in the back of the car. Right. And like, I, I was like, oh, I need no. to press exit. And um, Ellie and Scott, me. seriously, when I get like that, I just need to get out. I need yeah. to be outside. Um, Ellie and Scott are in the front of the car and I'm like, dude, I, I need to get out. I need to go to the toilet. And they're like, can you wait five minutes? I'm like, okay, five minutes. So I'm like in my zen zone in my head like five minutes five minutes five minutes and then anyway it wasn't five minutes it was like 20 minutes and I needed to be so bad and then we got to LAX and I just jumped out of the car I just exited I'll see you I'll see you later yeah I was like I have to fucking pee um oh where do I meet you they're like oh terminal four or they told me whatever it was and I was like yep but I fucking jumped out of the car without my passport without my phone I just was I needed to get out yeah and so I jumped out and there was no fucking toilets anywhere. I need to be so bad. So I jumped in this bush and started peeing in this bush at LAX. Oh I didn't give a fuck at this time. I was like, I need to pee. And then a police officer walked past as I was peeing and looked Unbelievable. at me. And I was like, oh shit, this sucks. Yeah, you're like, no, 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 no. <laughs> like, I'm not here. And then he kind of just looked at me and I, I was like, oh, you're like, don't, don't come like, over here. Shook his head and he fucking kept walking. You're like, that's right. I, I was so moving. lucky. I was like, thank you so much. I'm so blessed right now. So then. <laughs> that's amazing. We were meeting Nora at the airport and then I ran to find where they all were and they were waiting in line. And then um, they had all my stuff. They had my phone and my passport. And then Nora was there and she's like, cheesy. And I was like, dude, I said the worst fucking time. And like went on this rant to her. And she was like, 
okay, cool. Well, no worries then. And it's like, good to see you too, dude. <laughs> so like, You're like, uh-huh. Oh, because you were like meeting them all at the airport. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. We hadn't seen Nora yet. So that was when I first saw her for that trip. Um, <laughs> That's so funny. I hadn't funny. seen her in a while. And I told her this story and she was like, your life, dude, this always happens to you. I'm like, yep, 100%. That's so funny. That's I know. Un- yeah, so then we went believable. to Texas. How is Texas? I mean... Especially as, yeah, I was like, as someone who's not from America, Jesus, like, what a place to (laughs) go to. (laughs) Texas is wild, dude. That's, ugh. My sister lives in uh, Dallas. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. So I am a little familiar, but it's not as, like, Southern as it could be. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've never seen so many Trump stickers and stuff, like, and... I was like so overwhelmed. I was like, this is yeah. hectic. <laughs> that's um, like when you're like, oh, okay, that's not like they aren't lying. People do actually care yeah. about him. Yeah. And like, we went to this cafe for breakfast, and it was it, honestly, it was like the epitome of a cafe, you know? Right, right. For America, I was like, there was checker floors, and the staff had these crazy accents. Right. And then they heard my accent, they're like, you're from Australia, and like, go yeah. hide. And our waitress was so cool, but we were all so tired. And I think, I think in Texas, we ate this like weed or mushroom. Maybe I shouldn't say this. That's you okay. can, at we your can... discretion, you can take this out if you want. <laughs> okay. I don't do drugs or anything. I'm not very, I, I'm yeah. not an exciting person like that. Um, yeah. But everyone was eating this mushroom. Yeah. Um, fucking brownie that Frankie had brought. Right. And as it turns out, being on mushrooms isn't as fun as I thought it would be for me. <laughs> So, like right back to the, the all of the internalized issues you later realize uh no yeah. just joking <laughs> but yeah so we had the most lit night i don't think yeah. we got to sleep until five in the morning or something oh my God. and then we slept for a couple of hours and then we had to exit this airbnb and go to this cafe babreki and then at the cafe everyone's still like cooked as and so we're trying to order all this food and then we order all this food and we're all just sitting there like like eating it was so funny (laughs) you're like no one wants this but we're gonna have to like sit here and power through this whole meal because we ordered it yeah i remember the only person who didn't eat the chocolate was nora and i didn't want to eat the chocolate but then (laughs) Laura was like, no, I see. I'm having the best time. Look, eat the chocolate. Come on. It'll be fun. Eat the chocolate. Yeah, eat the chocolate. Um, and so, yeah, so I did. And then I didn't have the best. I did have a good time. And then I started to not have a good time. Um, oh, no. Oh, but no. yeah, so then we were in Texas. And then we ended up getting in like the limousine. And that was super fun. Mm-hmm. Being in the car with everyone and like getting to know everybody and going on this crazy mission was yeah. like super, super, super fun. That's so cool. And Ellie and Scott are fucking hilarious. Yeah. And Laura and Jaleesa and Nora and Frankie, like, everyone is so fucking funny. Like, man, it was a really, really, really fun trip. Yeah. I love what they do. It really reminds me so, like, okay, actually, do you know what What Youth is? the magazine um, it's like a magazine but i know they feature a lot of Australian i've heard of people. it but yeah i'm not like super 
super yeah them and like um like acid magazine is another one that i really like that's like all about surfing but like that patty people like gives me the same like cool like pure energy that they do and like it's just so interesting it's something that people aren't really doing still like it almost seems like an unattainable like fun but it's like kind of going back to what you said like what if instagram didn't matter like you could do all this shit and like have these like cool adventures yeah all the time but i don't really see anyone like documenting stuff like that man it like they're so smart, like Ellie and Scott, they pretty much just want to showcase everybody for their creativity in themselves. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I mean, Jaleesa is so cool. She's so quirky and funny and mm-hmm. such a good surfer. And she has this old school surfing style. And then like, Laura is insane. She's so funny. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't know that she was going to be that funny, but she's so funny. Yeah. And she's amazing at surfing, but she's also a very well-spoken person. And then obviously everyone knows that Nora is like phenomenal. Yeah. So it's just like showcasing this rare, authentic creativity and, and energy and stuff that all these people have. And it's so special like that because they're not forcing anything to happen. They just take you to a place and they let you just do what you have to do. Have fun. Yeah. And (laughs) it's so cool. You know, they're not like really cool. Curating the whole thing. They're just like, you do you and yeah. just film it happen. Yeah. I wanted to actually ask you, which this is a good segue. I don't want to make this run way too long because I could, but um, you post also, speaking of Instagram, <laughs> but um, I really like the videos you post of you playing music and you were talking about creativity and obviously you provided a playlist for us. So yes. not to talk about the playlist unless you want to, but just I wanted to talk to you about music and like what kind of, what instrument do you play and you know like how does that kind of like <laughs> drive you <laughs> man i fucking love music i mean I look it. at your shirt <laughs> was... yeah i'm wearing a blondie shirt right I now know. um dude i fucking love music i love queen i love freddie mercury <laughs> he is my idol like, yeah i love i just i just fucking love music and like yeah I taught myself how to play guitar when I was younger, like 15. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, My mom used to get pretty drunk and play guitar sometimes. Right. And she would always play Stairway to Heaven. And I didn't actually know the song Stairway to Heaven, which I should. And uh, I slapped myself on the wrist for that. But um, eh. (laughs) I was like, this song is so cool, mom. What is this song? And she would, she would be like, ah, oh, it's fucking stay away to heaven, like, or whatever. <laughs> oh my God, dude. My mom does not sound like that. Oh, no. <laughs> I mean, un- unreal. Unreal uh, interpretation. Well, she would be, she would be, <laughs> dude, stop. Just she don't send so- it to her. Yeah, no, oh my God, don't. She will listen to this too, and she'll be like, why did you say that about me? And I'm like, I love you, bro. You're my homie. I love you, bro. Mom, I love you, bro. <laughs> yeah, my mom's like my best mate. She's pretty funny. That's, um, that, this is hilarious. Okay, so she didn't know, she wouldn't tell you what Stairway to Heaven was, or she, no, no she no, would she play would... it. I didn't know what it was. She was like, it's this amazing song. So she would play it, and then I was like, you have to teach me Stairway to Heaven. I want to learn to play that. And she was like, okay, I'll teach you Stairway to Heaven. But first, you have to learn all this other bullshit. So she showed me how to learn, like, this fucking blues scale on guitar. Then she showed me a few chords. And every night, I would just 
non-stop for hours. Yeah, you're like, all right, mom. Mm-hmm. And I would go out and I would be like, I learned this. Can I learn the song now? She's like, nope. Now you have to learn this. Oh my God. <laughs> and so she sent me on this fucking wild goose chase to learn how to play just all this stuff apart from Stairway to Heaven. And right. then eventually I graduated Cheryl's class and she fucking <laughs> taught me how to play Stairway Today to Heaven. Today is the day. That's yeah. amazing. And then from there, once I learned that, I just went on a tangent. I yeah. taught myself how to play guitar. I watched YouTube videos of people playing and would mimic what they were playing. Right. I can't read music. I also can't fucking hear music very well. Right. right. So I just go off like vision and sounds. Yeah. Um, like, so then could I you, that. if like, because I, I know how to play guitar despite having like the longest acrylics ever. <laughs> I, do, I do know how to play, but I, um, do you like, if you want to learn a song, do you have to like watch someone or could you read like tabs and stuff to like? So I can, I can watch them mm-hmm. and I can look up the chords and okay. kind of semi learn the chords, but I have to learn them as I go. Interesting. So That's, actually yeah. speaking about my guitar style now that you know yeah. this, yes. you'll notice that I don't play guitar the way other people play guitar because I actually have no idea what the fuck I'm doing. Right. I just make it happen as I go and then it kind of starts to make a nice sound. Do you like, like, okay, this is a bad example, but if I were like, oh, can you play like a G chord? Like, would you know what the formation is? Well, I guess a G is like most basic. Yeah, but like I know basic chords like right. C A G D, all that kind of bullshit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I don't understand different scales up the fretboard. I don't understand right. playing in different keys. I don't understand any of that kind of stuff. Right. I so just kind of figure it out. Wow, that's. I always think people who have like that sort of mindset or like that like ability, it's so there's like something else happening. Like, it's so interesting. <laughs> I, can't, I can't do it. Sorry. Yeah, we're having too much fun, mom. That's the my sound. mom's like, you're still going. Oh my God, that's the sound bite that I'm clipping out. Mom, we're having too much fun. Do you want to meet her? She's so cool. Mom, I mean, sure. Hello. Hi. I'm Adrian. Oh my god, don't be sorry. It's okay. No, she's saying don't be sorry. It's okay. You're having fun? We are having fun. I I don't know if she can hear me. She can't. I'm stealing all of the thunder. Mom, play Stairway to Heaven. Mom, play Stairway to Heaven. (laughs) (laughs) No. No. I don't think so. I mean. Hilarious. I mean, I don't live with my mom. I'm just in my grandma's house right now. That's okay. (laughs) You could live with your mom. I wouldn't judge you. I wish I did. Dude, rent free, baby. That's what we all need. Okay, so music we talked about. Well, we half talked about it. Then I dropped everything on the floor. (laughs) So I learned how to play guitar. And then my girlfriend, Jade, bought me a looping pedal um, oh, a couple of years ago for my birthday because I had wanted to get one mm-hmm. but they're pretty expensive and like my brain is always in need to get to America mode so $300 to me is a right. lot of money yeah know? yeah um so yeah my beautiful girlfriend she bought me <laughs> um this looping pedal and yeah. I started using it a little bit but um I do this thing where I have to decide to want to learn something, you right. know? 
Yes. And then once I do decide, I'm unstoppable. But there has right. to be that decision. And yeah. I was so restless with all these other things that I was doing. I wasn't ready to put the time into learning. Mm-hmm. So I kind of did it a couple times and I was like, eh, whatever. And then yeah. um, during quarantine, so I didn't use it for years. And then right. during quarantine and lockdown, I had nothing else to do. Right. So I started getting the looping pedal out and playing music. Yeah. And then like, I fucking fell in love with it, dude. It was yeah. so fun. I like it's... started learning how to play little like riffs yeah. and stuff over the top of my own stuff and then I dropped my guitar one day and it made this <gasps> boom sound and I was like oh and started like playing drums yeah. on my guitar after that and then I kind of just started getting into making this music wow um and it was cool and at the start I thought it was good music and I would show people and they're like yeah okay it kind of drabbles on whatever so then I was like okay I need to structure it and make it so right. it kind of makes sense and so then I started structuring my loops and that's on the Instagram. That's kind of the start of that right. structuring those loops with the actual drumming in it and then the bass and then little riffs over the top and stuff. Um, and so since then I've actually started writing proper loops and stuff. Yeah. Um, and I want to, when lockdown's over, go into the studio and just record it. Yeah. And I'm not going to get anyone to sing over the top of it. I kind of just want it to be like music that you can put on when you're doing whatever. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, but yeah, like I, I just kind of figured it out and then just kept teaching myself and I wouldn't claim that I'm good at it. I wouldn't cause I know people who are fucking phenomenal at it. Right. Right. Um, I would just say that I enjoy doing it and that's all that that's, needs to happen. Yeah, that's all that, yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. all it is for me. That's so cool. That's, I miss it. I don't know. I sold my guitar in the beginning of quarantine, honestly. I didn't <laughs> I really. I sold my soul. <laughs> sold my soul. <laughs> I didn't even need to. I just was like, oh, I don't ever use this. And I shouldn't have done that because that's like the only time I didn't have these nails. <laughs> so then. <laughs> Like, cause I, cause, cause I usually have really long nails. So like during quarantine, I had to cut them off cause I've been, yeah. cause the salons have been like open and stuff. So I've gotten them again recently. Yeah, but, but like for, yeah. So for like four months, I could have really been like playing my guitar. I mean, I still could. I'm like, I can just cut my fucking nails, but. Well, I think like playing guitar is like landing skateboard tricks, you know, yeah. you have to like be persistent and then you finally get it. Yeah. You know, you're yeah. trying to learn a scale. You have to be persistent until you land it. And you're like, yeah. yes, next thing. Let's go. Yes. Okay. So back to skateboarding. Cause I will, I will wrap it up even though mom, we're having so much fun is <laughs> true. Um, which this is not going to be a short thing, I'm sure. But I wanted to talk to you about crux and how you got yeah, involved with no. them. Mainly because like getting your ad in our magazine I was like, who the fuck is this person? Because this is like the best ad I've ever seen. Really? You, Dude, stop. I loved it with the spaghetti. That was so crazy. Yeah. Okay. So that photo is really funny. Um, I fucking hurt myself so bad in I February. I think Alex had mentioned that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm still recovering from this injury oh, now. No. I pretty much severed every ligament that you have in your ankle. Like you just... Yeah, like, I, it fucking sucked. Um, and I broke these tiny little bones in the top of my foot and also tore this ligament in the top of my foot. 
I basically yeah. car crashed my ankle. If you could say, it. you know, like yeah. I injured it so badly. Only the way people injure it that bad is when they ha- are in car accidents. Wow. Um, I'm squeamish. That's why I'm like imagining it too much. Yeah, it's gnarly. Anyway, yeah. so I had this ankle injury and Crux was like, you know, uh, you're on the team now. Let's do an ad. And I was like, I can't, but here's what we will do. We'll fucking shoot an ad of me eating some spaghetti yeah. and just be like, yeah, here's the yeah. truck. Yeah. Oh. I, like, I just, it's I, yeah. so good. It's so good. That's awesome. So how did you, how did that happen? Not the ad part, but getting on the team. The team. Oh my God. Okay. So, um, Alex White, you obviously know who Alex White is. Yes. Um, and for anyone who doesn't know who Alex White is, you need to educate because she is the yes. fucking shit. <laughs> Listen to episode 16 of Quell Party. <laughs> Alex White's episode's really good. I really Aww. enjoyed it. When it, I was writing for Independent Trucks, but only the Australia mm-hmm. um, part of it. So th- it's different around the world. Right. Um, so it was, I was on Indie and then um, nothing was really happening. And then Alex is like quite a good friend of mine, I would say. And she slid into my DMs and she was like, hey, so I'm the new brand manager of Crocs. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, you know, putting the team together. I fucking love you. And I want to do so much with your skateboarding. Um, will you please come to Crocs? Um, and I was like, Ugh, Crocs, like, right. <laughs> maybe. You're like, I'm on independent now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I'm so cool. Nah, I just was like, not sure um i'd never ridden the trucks before so i was like oh i'm not sure so anyway i was like i love you so send me some trucks and i'll try them out um and then i tried them out and i actually really love the trucks Mm -hmm. um which like a lot of people can get really specific about their setups but i'm not too overly specific i just kind of if it feels okay then it's good Mm -hmm. Um, so I liked the trucks and then I spoke to Mimi Noob on the phone and Mm -hmm. I said, Hey, like Crocs is offering me to skate for them. What do you think about it? And Mimi was like, man, this is the easiest decision you'll ever make in your life. Like you can be on a team with Nora you can travel the world with Nora. Like just go do it, dude. And I was like, all right, (laughs) like sick. So then I negotiated some stuff and (laughs) then (laughs) can't tell you um and then fucking jumped on the team and then honestly like as soon as i jumped on crux i was like oh my god dude this makes so much sense why did like i should have been on crux so long ago i fucking love this company like they would they wanted to do anything i wanted to do i was like oh i'll do an out of me eating spaghetti yep done no worries oh i shot this cool photo that's a fucking ad you know, like, right. it's so easy with them. And I'm like, yeah. oh, this is what being part of a company is like. Yeah. I do think, too, like, Alex, I mean, obviously, in that episode, whatever, like, because I'm sure if people listen to this, they're probably maybe listening to that episode, too. <laughs> Who knows? That's, yeah. that's how I usually work with a podcast. Because <laughs> yeah. um, if you're already here, you know what this podcast is. So yeah. hopefully it's not too much of a stretch. But Um, Alex was talking so much about like, just aside from like the marketing aspect of Crux, which I think has like fully changed how she was saying, like, it's going to be like the gayest trucks and skateboarding or whatever. Like that. I love that. I love that so much. I mean, you can tell how like 
light years more how inclusive Crux is than anyone oh, else. So much more. I mean, and like, I'm not dissing on myself because I'm actually starting to like believe in myself these days. Hell um, yeah. Good for you. Good for you. <laughs> um, but I didn't know where I fit in with any companies because I'm kind right. of just like, gay kind of rock and roll but yeah. kind of hash but not super hash like funny mm -hmm. friendly person um and like i didn't quite fit the mold for indie and then right. no companies really have known what to do with me too much right and then i jumped on crux and crux were like no dude you are so marketable as the person that you are you don't have to be yeah. anything else we fucking love this yeah and so then i was like oh this is sick and that's like they're just so inclusive they're just totally they just want you to be you and they'll they'll market that you know and i think like that's going back to imposter syndrome i think like as you kind of start to experience that like it's gonna be such a good driving factor like to get yeah i mean anyone as anyone but like i'm obviously talking to you like you just kind of like then you're like oh so i don't have to do this other weird shit or like i don't have to wear low-cut shirts <laughs> or whatever yeah. it is <laughs> like you can just be the person that you are yeah um, and it's sick i i only in the last like year have really come into myself i would say and like really just kind of accepted that this is who i am and i'm gonna have to figure out how to be that person you know right a hundred percent and it's worth it Thank you. But yeah, Alex White, dude, has fully had such a hand in that as well. Like, mm -hmm. she only ever gives me positive affirmations and tells That's me awesome. all this stuff. And when I'm freaking out with my imposter syndrome, I'm saying, Alex, I just don't think I'm good enough. Like, blah, blah, blah. She's like, she always can say the right thing and motivate me and be like, you're the only you, you know, you're the only person I've ever seen skate like you and yeah you don't need to skate like other people just fucking do what you want to do and we love that you know wow we need to get like an alex white uh teddy bear or something like well this we is why she was going to be the commentator for the olympics because she's uh yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. Which, <laughs> like how is, is that even happening still i hope i don't know does. i mean i i don't know i've put in a lot of work to try and get there and then yeah it's kind of not happened, but honestly, I kind of knew the Olympics wasn't going to happen. I know this sounds fucking bizarre, but I always had this gut feeling. Well, you were abducted by happen. aliens, so you yeah. know. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> well, that's like, I, I saw a tweet, not to be this person, but that was like, the, the uh, skateboarding getting canceled the first year it's in the Olympics is like the most skateboarding thing to happen. Yeah, that's so funny and accurate. It really is. Um, <laughs> Why did you think it was not going to happen? I don't know. I just had this gut feeling. There was no research behind it. I just had this feeling it wasn't going to happen. And like the start of the Olympics process to where it got to towards the end of qualifying got really weird. Like, yeah. Everyone got fucking intense. Mm, like competitors competitors yeah. parents like uh, no it's it became a lot and it actually started making me really miserable again and start fucking yeah. skateboarding yeah stuff um, like that does that to you though and i think it's so valid to like i mean like obviously the olympics is like kind of a, a weird it's weird because it's like the first time skateboarding was going to be in the olympics i mean it's still 
there still will be a first time skateboarding in the Olympics, but yeah, hundred percent. It's yeah. I just hope that when skating does get to the Olympics, they haven't just produced all of these little, I shouldn't say little, they haven't just produced the same skater on repeat. I Mm -hmm. hope that when skating gets to the Olympics, there is people from different walks of life and different abilities and different bags of tricks and they're showcasing their style of skating because that is what's cool. You know, it's like, yeah you have the choice to skate however you want and you should be able to continue that choice. A hundred percent. Even if you're representing your country. I just hope that that's what happens Yeah. because I can't watch the same thing happen again and again and again and again. It makes skateboarding a little bit boring, you know? Yes. I mean, I, yeah, I agree with you. That's what like, you just don't want to see it. You don't want to be like, yeah. all right, great. You guys are all going to try the same fucking trick. And then whoever gets it exactly technically perfect is like, cause that's like what figure skating is or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, if you do yeah. the same shit and then it's like, oh, your foot was curved a little one way. And that's how like, but skating is so subject to style and stuff as well. Like yeah. someone might do a Smith grind. That's 10 tiles long. That's so locked in, lent back, like right. fast as, and then someone might do another Smith grind that's not quite as long, but are they going to score that the same or do they not score that the same? You know, yeah. do they score the one that's done with a bit more style and speed better? Or I don't know. Like, I, cause as well, far as get, I can tell, yeah. I don't know that they're going to judge like that. I think they judge on hardest trick on hardest obstacles and stuff. Yeah, we'll have to get Alex and Mimi back to give us the actual Olympics uh, breakdown. Judging criteria. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god. Um, So you are in the process of trying to qualify or how did that, I guess, I don't know if that still matters or works or... So basically like no teams have been selected properly, but I was training for it as part of the potential Australian Olympic team. Okay. Um. So about two and a half years ago, I got this scholarship to the Victorian Institute of Sport and I started training in the gym and then working with like, um, not a skating coach, I would say, but somebody who came skating with me and like, Mm -hmm. I was trying tricks and they were helping me to learn them and stuff. Um, And so I've been doing that for like two and a half years and going to these qualifying contests in the last year and stuff in hopes to represent Australia. And to be honest, I... And people are going to listen to this and think it's a stupid thing to say, but I just kind of did it because it was what was happening to me at the time. That's I didn't have heaps of other opportunities going on. I had this opportunity to maybe represent my country in skating. So I just kind of went for it. Yeah. I didn't think about it being something that maybe I did or didn't want to do, you know, I just kind of did it. Right. Um, And so that process for me has slowly changed over time. And um, I guess the point that I was going to make is like, I don't know now that my heart is in it to want to go. I mean, I would like to go because I would like to be there and and witness this thing and be a part of it. But I know that it's become so important and prominent to other people that I just feel like maybe there's people who want it more than I do and maybe they should have that opportunity, you know? Yeah. I can, I can understand that completely. It's, 
it doesn't like lessen how much you want it, but it is very considerate of you to note <laughs> know, know that it may be going to someone, like if you were to step back or whatever, it could go to other people that. Yeah. And, th- and they might really want it, you know, and I want that for them. Like that's right. fucking cool if that's what they want to do. Um, and also like, uh, just cause you don't go to necessarily the, it, or if you decide not to go, you know, to the first one, doesn't necessarily mean you couldn't in the future. I don't think maybe. I mean, I don't think I'm gonna get good enough at skating to the level that they'll be at by the second Olympics. Right. I think skateboarding is about to fucking go ape shit. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna, <laughs> I was gonna ask you, like, what do you really, what do you think? I mean, this is like a good segue. Like, what do you think of, like, the future of skateboarding, or like, like. Because I, I, I even see, like, progression is just so crazy. The Olympics is so crazy. Like, do you... Yeah. Yeah. Um, what do I think about the progression? Fuck. Am I even going to be around for it? Jesus. Yeah. Um, I think that... I'm not sure. I mean, yeah, yeah. I know that people are progressing and the skill is progressing and there's so much more opportunity being created from that. Yeah. And like the Olympics, people might think it's shit, but you know what? Sponsors are starting to pay people who weren't getting paid. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like women are starting to get paychecks that they probably never would have got in their life if this didn't come along. So you have yeah. to be thankful for that. A hundred percent. But I think the future is just like, it's going to come up where um, like women in skating start to meet this level of where men are kind of at because yeah. we will now be pushed a lot more to get to those higher levels. Totally. Um, yeah. But I hope for the future of skating that I'm really excited about um these new inclusive communities that are popping up and mm-hmm. um, that skateboarding is now being more broadly accepted. Yeah. And I hope that people f- in the future find skating um, and fall in love with it. Like the way that we did, you know, yeah. that's what I hope for the future. Yeah. I agree completely. Well, this is actually the perfect segue to our last question, even though I want to ask you a thousand more things, but we'll eventually do a part two. I feel it in my heart. I think um, we should do a part two. We should do a part two in person. That's the mm-hmm. the next goal. Um, okay, our last question always is, what advice would you give to someone that wants to start skateboarding? This is, this is a hard question. Is it? Yeah, because you don't know where people have come from and, like, I don't know, what they've dealt with and stuff. If there was someone that wanted to start skateboarding and what I would tell them is like, don't worry about it, about all of the pressure that you might feel or whatever, Mm -hmm. um, or the stigma behind feeling like you have to progress when you start or whatever, just like start riding your skateboard and have fun and then do it as long as it's fun. Yeah. And then if it stops being fun, reflect and figure out how you feel about that. And then hopefully you continue and make it fun for yourself again. Oh, yeah. That's kind of what I would say. (laughs) That's kind of just a little bit what you would say. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) I thought that's a good answer. Thank you. Of of course. So where can people find you on social media? (laughs) 
Oh, dude, <laughs> do I have to? No, you really don't if you don't want to. Nah, um, you can find me on Instagram, uh, Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, at yeah, Sheezy. I'm sure that you'll somehow plug that. We will. It will be, well, you'll just be tagged in the picture. Yeah, good for me. Um, good. <laughs> we don't have to tag you. We can pretend you don't even have an Instagram. That could be cool, too. I kind of have been thinking about deleting it recently, so. <gasps> oh, spooky. Oh, I don't know. I think um, we can get into that another time. Yes, exactly. Thanks for listening to Quell Party. If you like the podcast, please rate us five stars and leave a review. We're back every other week with new episodes, so if you'd like us to talk to your favorite skaters, please send us a message via email or on Instagram. You can find all things Quell on Instagram at QuellSkate or on our site, quellskate.com. Thanks for joining the party.